Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast, where we're all about encouraging and empowering people one story at a time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and have the best day ever. Well, hey, hey, how's it going, everybody? It's Chad here. I want to welcome you again to the Unscripted Podcast, as today we have a super special guest, one of my good buddies, Imua Garza. He's one of the top local artists here in Hawaii, also in one of the most well-known bands, the Opihi Pickers, and now he produces music for the top artists in Hawaii, and Imua stops by to chat it up with us about how the Opihi Pickers got discovered, how they got their name, growing up playing ukulele, and what he's up to currently. And he's going to yodel for us on this episode. He'll even tell us a joke or two. It's Imul Garza on today's episode of the Unscripted Podcast. All right, so we're sitting here with Imua Garza, amazing artist um, out of Hawaii. And now he's not only an artist, but he's also a music producer as well with his own label called Zeo Music. And so Imua, I want to welcome you today to the Unscripted Podcast. I'm excited to be here, Pastor Chad. Yeah, dude. So um, why don't you start, why don't you walk us through your beginnings, I guess, in music. Did you start as a kid or how did that work? I started as a kid and actually, funny that you say beginnings because that was the name of one of our albums. <laughs> <laughs> that was the beginning of what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Nice. But my mom is a musician, so she's the one who really gave me the inspiration to want to play. I actually grew up in the mainland. Oh wow! Like nine years of my life, I grew up in Texas and Utah. Uh, my dad was in the military. My dad is actually tone deaf, so you tell him to sing this, ah, he'll sing this, ah. Wow. <laughs> so, but he's a great chiropractor. For yeah. go to Garza's um, Wellness Center if you need. Yes. Chiropractic care. In Nu'uanu, yeah. Five three three two four two five. Nice little plug, yeah. But my mom is a multi-instrumentalist, and she learned slack-key guitar. Wow. So her teacher um, actually learned under a great slack-key legend, Raymond Kane. Wow. And that was her teacher, not Raymond, but Raymond's student, Um and so that's how she, she started learning. And she would always just play guitar on, um, at parties and in the, be- in the bed. She'd just practice yeah, guitar and yeah. she would show me, oh, here's the little tabs and here's, how to, here's this string. This is what this means. And so I just had a love for, um, for music and what music did for people. It would just bring a lot of joy and laughter and just yeah. people love having music around. Yeah. Man, especially and, good music and so my mom is a good musician too and and girl. has has a beautiful voice and her heart really shows every time she sings and plays and so i've i've always wanted that yeah to have something that will bring joy to people awesome and so man growing up obviously again from a young age with family and and having that influence in music but there's been nights you've told me where you've fallen asleep with guitar in hand as well right just kind of like <laughs> yeah i i never stopped practicing i always wanted to practice while my brother was playing football outside and yeah. dancing fire knife and <laughs> learning how to use a tape measure <laughs> you know the manly things i was inside uh making sure my hands don't get hurt too bad so i could <laughs> practice and play the delicate piano and um yeah ukulele and so I, i've always 
had a um, passion for that. And I think once you once you go out of your passion, you never get tired of it, which could be also not good as well if yeah. you don't know how to balance your time. And yeah. <laughs> all you do is practice all day and not eat and stuff. Yeah. But I would practice um, probably any chance I got. And I always wanted to take lessons. So at first I wanted to learn piano. Mm. I've always loved classical music, and so I would I'd ask my mom, hey, can I, can I learn this? And then when I got interested in ukulele, can I learn that? And so, so they were really awesome parents, and yes, we would love for you to learn that. Yeah. And then I just went with it, and I, was, I actually started a business at a young age because I started charging my cousins who uh-huh. wanted to learn, <laughs> my brother, Entrepreneur. who later became the OP Pickers. That's yeah, so dude. we started with... Um, all four of us played ukulele. So OP Pickers was the band that we yeah. first, first that. started. Um, we, we actually started at a church talent show. Mm. So we played Hawaiian Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the songs at yeah. the time. And then my, friend, my uh, other cousin, Gino, had a saxophone. And I was probably nine years old. Wow. That's when we first started. When started the band. And it was at the camp. Oh, my gosh. And we just entered the talent show for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from there, someone said, oh, can you play at our, our birthday party? Or can you play at this? Like, oh, sure. And so we would all pack into my parents' little Saturn car. And um, then we, when we would play at that party, just all we just started backyard. Ah. And then they would say, oh, can you play at this now? Can you play? And then it just started wow. triggering. And then we started ironing our shirts and getting <laughs> matching Aloha print shirts. We'd go to macy's and then our grandma would always my nana and she would iron all of our shirts so we looked sharp and there were four of us playing ukulele and um, i actually was too shy to sing so my mom was the lead singer that's hard to imagine at this point but you're nine years old at the time (laughs) yeah and so my my mom was our our singer i think the first public gig we might have had was um maybe at papakolea park Mm. um it was an outdoors event and that's where my mom was from, Papakalea. But the first time that I've, I guess I got discovered, yeah. I was, my grandma, she's always like bragging about me and I always get really shame. And we were, I was probably nine or 10. And I was just learning the ukulele, but then I was practicing all the time uh-huh. and learning a lot of the Ka'o Creator Boy songs. Yeah. Whom later I've married the sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have known? Yeah. And so we were at Pearl Ridge Mall and one day uh, we were watching the we're gonna watch a movie and I was with my grandma and she said, she saw a guy playing the ukulele on the side and she says, oh, you know what? You should go play that ukulele and show him that you can, that what you're learning. I'm like, no, who does that? <laughs> you don't just take someone's ukulele. Yeah. She's like, come on, I'll buy you a Kamako ukulele. Wow. I said, when? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, let's go after this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so, yeah. so she went to him and she asked, can my grandson just play you a song? And that was the first time that oh I was, gosh. I was pretty uncomfortable. I was like, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Sorry. She's sorry like, but my grandma said that she's going to buy me a ukulele. So let's just get this over with. And so I played him a song. And while I played him the song, I guess there was a producer walking by. Oh my God. And he spotted me. His name was Freddy Von Perez. And he, he said, wow. You're really so good happy. for your age. Yeah. I'm working on an album right now called Ukulele Stylings oh. Number 2. And during that time, I know of the album Ukulele Stylings Number 1 yeah, because yeah. I learned most of the songs. Mm. And so here he is 
randomly in, in at Pearl Ridge. <laughs> just walking by saying, the hey, right time. I'd love to record you. Oh my gosh. So that was the start of just recording and music for me. Yeah. And um it was really cool to experience that because we we went to the we went to the studio and mm. recorded. It was my brother and I, so he yeah. played acoustic guitar and I played ukulele. And it was uh, Pa'ani Records in downtown. We walked in and it was like, we're in a recording studio. This yeah. is awesome. That's amazing. And then we did a little tour um, from that album. Mm. And it was a compilation album of, it was called Ukulele Stylings to Hidden, Treasure, Hidden Treasures. Mm. And so just unknown people who play ukulele. Yeah. And so that was our first time that I've, I've experienced music on a professional level because yeah. they paid us. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, this is awesome. I, I'd love to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so we got more serious. We started playing more, started learning more. Um, the shirts started getting, like we were getting some traction mm. and we got some sponsorships wow. by like Town & Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Quicksilver once in a while. Mm. But we would just have matching Aloha shirts. Nice. And then when I was um, young, I guess it was cute to have a little kid yodel. So that was kind of my thing. <laughs> so I would, uh, we would yodel and that was, kind of, that was always our last song and we would get everybody clapping. And so that would, that would get some excitement for um, us young bucks. And then uh, at one of the gigs, there was someone there, Eddie Tenori, and he said, hey, let's get more serious and actually record an album. So he flew us up to, he started managing us. He flew us up to Big Island. Wow. We recorded our first record when I was in seventh grade, yeah. OP Pickers. Oh, that was the title. And it was called OP Pickers Fresh Off the Rocks, wow. which is out of print. And that's our. That's the one that got us started with everything. Even though it's not our favorite album, yeah, yeah. it's probably our worst album. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great experience and yeah. just to walk through that because when after we were, um, the album was recorded, we went to do promotions mm. around the island. So we did um, Jelly's House of Music, Temple Music, when they have Borders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was our first release. Wow. And at one of the stores, um, a man by the name of Brett Ortone, he was the manager of a lot of those music stores and chains. Mm. He's like, there's potential in you guys. It's not quite there, but yeah, there's yeah. potential in you. So he he's the one who really helped shape us and revamp us mm. and um, poured into myself especially he would teach me about music and history yeah. of music and take me to shows like he'd fly me up to see paul mccartney and what? bruce springsteen wow. and prince and bb king wow and just it just exposed me to music yeah and he got me turned on to the beatles so i learned about songwriting i studied like almost every song of the beatles Dang. And say here's here's like showmanship. Here's how to entertain on stage. Mm. Here's how to make, like, bring the crowd in and to make sure that they're a part of what you're doing, and you're not just there to play. Like you're there to, like, bring everybody in and, yeah. and make sure that it's entertaining for mm. them as well. And so um, he did that. He bought a recording studio, and he says, "Here, here's how to record. You push." this button yeah and so that was when i first learned how to multi-track and i was probably ninth grade wow just starting high school just starting and so i was using a program called pro tools which i still am right now it's pro tools 2018 yeah. now. <laughs> that's what it's called but before it was pro tools 5 wow and uh, i realized i can record this push record and then record another thing right after that 
That's awesome. So my, the first song that I ever recorded in the studio was The Simpsons. <laughs> I figured out how to... Um, do, 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 do. So that was the first song thing I ever recorded. And then I realized from then on, I want to do more recording. Mm. I want to do gigs and, and live things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to I want to figure out how to make this work and maybe potentially get on the radio. But nice. that, that wasn't really my main yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. I, I mean, as a kid, you have aspirations and things that you want to do and complete and I think having for me I, I grew up in the church as well yeah 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 so I always would play on the worship team mm-hmm. even when I was like seventh grade I was a keyboard player yeah and I always loved playing for Jesus and knowing that just music was just an avenue and a venue to reach others sure just just by having relationships with people and to letting them know if you need prayer or um, just to meet people and just yeah. to love them wherever they're at. Yeah. And so that's why I love music as well as, a, as an avenue to do that. Yeah. But, but man, tell us um, tell us a little bit about the OP Pickers. How did you guys come up with the name? That's an interesting name, right? It's very unique and it was a little childish, especially when we were growing up. We are like, ah, should we just change the name? It's like, yeah, no, yeah. but we've got so many years behind this, mm. so let's keep it. And it stuck after a while, so we just kind of nicknamed it the Pickers. The Pickers. Um, but Opihi Pickers came, and not everyone knows this story, so it's kind of cool. But we were on our way. We were driving to a gig, uh-huh. and the MC was wondering, what do you guys call? Like, we like, call you, yeah. And then, so we were in the car. We are like, oh, we need to figure that out because we need to tell them what our, what our band name is. Yeah. And so I was wearing surf shorts in the car, and the brand of the surf shorts was Opihi. Ah. And so I looked at the shorts, because we were just in the in a yeah. pinch. We were like, in we need moment, a name. Yeah. So I'm looking at my shorts, Opihi. And then <laughs> at the time, we all played ukulele. So we're like, oh, we all picked the ukulele, Opihi Pickers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so we just started calling ourselves that Opihi awesome. Pickers. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, if you're not um, from the islands, these guys are, I mean, they've, throughout the 2000s, even before that, growing up um, here, they had so many top hits. They were at all the the concert shows. I remember in 2008, I was at UH Manoa, and you guys played like a, uh, the end of the year bash or something, and it was, OP Pickers was there, Catch a Fire was there, there was a bunch of um, local bands, and even... Um, bands that weren't local but I, I just remember growing up and I'm sure if you're listening to this and you grew up in the 2000s in um, Hawaii in the 90s as well you would know uh, many of their songs but how about this Imua tell us a little bit about where you've um, come to in these days because OP Pickers you still play with them of course from time to time but you've got your own band now with Tifa your wife uh, called Mooster and a couple of your friends too yeah. tell us about that yeah well OP Pickers we um we had our last CD in 2006, and that was kind of the, the end of the run. Mm. Because I was, uh, I got married in 2006, and so 2006, I married my beautiful, or God's beautiful daughter, <laughs> Tiffany Cruz was her maiden name. Yeah. And I always knew that I would do music with her, especially, mm. and once we were starting our journey of becoming married, I was like, I'm all in. Yeah. Like, as you can tell, I want to do music with you. Yeah. I want to have kids with family, you. Yeah. Family. 
It's like, and and at the time with Petey Pickers, we were playing so much. We were playing about six times wow. every week. Oh my gosh! For the last ten years. Wow. And so I didn't know what a weekend, like a, what a free weekend yeah. was like. <laughs> uh, we we traveled a lot, and so to have this like commitment of saying, okay, I'm just gonna do music with you, and yeah. I'll we'll still do music side things here and there. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of me show, and she didn't she didn't tell me, hey, I want you to quit the pickers mm. and it's my brother and my cousin in the band yeah. so we just all understand hey we've been doing this for 12 plus years yeah i was like i think it's time for just to push pause at least for now if we want to open it up a little bit yeah. later yeah. then maybe we can but i kind of want to pursue music with um, tiff mm-hmm. and recording and kind of get the business going so that's when um, her and I started, and we actually started in a band called One Right Turn. Mm, that's right, yeah. And so that was in 2007. Yeah. And that was her and her sister Connie. And we had, uh, we've been writing a lot, and so the songs that we presented to the record label at the time, mm-hmm. One Hawaii, um, they said, okay, show us the songs. And we had like 50 songs, and it says, wow, this we want to do albums with you guys, but there's kind of some different genres here happening and they're kind of unique to each one of Mm. you so what do you think of this in a month let's record four albums what a solo album for tiff a solo album for imua a solo album for connie and then a band album together and so we released a four disc oh my uh, thing called one right turn wow because connie was more the Uh r&b kind of singer tiff it's more the rocker chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the non-rocker chick, the non-R&B girl. Wow. I was, yeah. So we did, we couldn't really have a, a cohesiveness about those three ones. Mm-hmm. But then we, we did on the, the band album. So what we did was we said, hey, let's take this on the road. Yeah. So we went for a month and we rented a bus and an rv and we the goal was because um, hawaii was celebrating the 50th year of uh-huh. being the 50th state oh. and so it didn't happen but the the goal was here's an idea you guys are gonna play all 50 states oh my gosh in 50 days what to celebrate the 50th year <laughs> Of our 50th state. How close did you guys get? <laughs> well, we did the East Coast, and we did some of oh, wow. um, uh, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, oh some of that gosh. area. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we realized a month on the road yeah. away, and then we, we were going to get real serious and actually move to Seattle for a little bit and record our record there Yeah. and then promote things. But um, one thing led to another, and we didn't feel that we should do that yeah, and so yeah, we actually yeah. moved back not not moved back but we went home, back home yeah. kids started school we had to enroll our kids in the preschool so when you guys went in the in the tour on the, in the van you guys already had Zeo or was that we had Zeo and he was uh, a couple months old oh my gosh a couple months old traveling he went through so many states we did a lot what? of these because we got stuck in blizzards oh my gosh um, our bus driver was Snoop Dogg's bus driver what? He was telling us stories, and I can't imagine. It was a lot of fun, though. Ten minutes, yeah. you know, across the island with Malachi, and you got Zeo and a. But it was really just promotion because nobody knew of us. Our our album just came out, and so um, our record label just had high hopes for us. Nice. And 
it was a great time. Like I, I really enjoy our team that went. It was um, Sean Carroll on drums, and he yeah, still plays drums see, with us. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, it was our our buddy Aaron Eslick on bass, and then the three of us. Nice. Uh, more Tiff Connie. Yeah. So that was kind of the band. And at the time, Tiff's dad, Ernie Cruz Sr., yeah, yeah. was our babysitter, uh, and he would watch Zayo when we were on stage. Uh, Okay. But then he ended up being our like opening act, yeah, even yeah, though he yeah. can close the show. He, he was a huge and everybody loved him. So yeah. every time he he'd play, and then we'd go up next, and we're like, "Man, why do you got to do that?" <laughs> <laughs> everybody loves country when you when you travel and yeah. you know foot stomping, clapping, <laughs> woo, all the popular tunes. And so that was a good time. Um, and then when that Connie moved. And then Tiff and I were like, well, let's do something still musically. So we, we formed a band called Mooster, mm. M-O-O-S-T-R, which Mooster is my nickname yeah. growing up. Uh-huh. And Imua, Imu, Moo, Moose, Mooster. <laughs> you see how it derives? The progression, yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my brother and I used to go surfing a lot, and his friends, all the surfer guys, hey, bro, what's up, bro? They'd say... <laughs> His name is Hoku, so they say Hoku, Hokster, ho- like Hulk, the Hulkster. And then when I started hanging around, Hulkster and the mo- Mooster, <laughs> so that that kind of just stuck. And when I would, when we would play, um, we would play at this place called Diamond Head Health Cove. Yeah. And that was um, ran by our good friend, and uh, he ended up passing away. Mm. But we we've been playing there for like maybe 10 years wow it seems like yeah 10 years and that's just kind of been our spot it's it's kind of our date night with my wife and i yeah 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 and so we we says hey we can't do it every week but we do it every first wednesday of the month month. so we're there at diamond head health cove but i think it's called the cove now the cove yeah and they opened up a spot in kapolei as well so the cove we're there every first wednesday at 8 p.m and it's just our time to brush up on old songs or try new songs, yeah. take requests, just have fun. Sometimes we, we go Facebook Live on it. Yeah, and- it's so much fun, you guys. If you ever get a chance on the first Wednesday, you got to come out. Uh, I've gone a couple times and it's it's so cool because the setting is so intimate. You can yeah. just get your side boy and, and Moose and Tiff. They're actually like right there. Yeah. Music, talking ten, if, story. If 10 people are there, it's a crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, come check it out. But um, we're going to take a short break. In a moment, we're going to come back, talk to Imua about what he does now, which is more on the production side of music. He still plays music, but he's more into becoming a producer. And so we're going to talk a little bit about Zayo Music, his label, in just a moment. Hey guys, Chad here again. I really hope you're finding Imua's story encouraging and also empowering. And if that's the case, I would encourage you to take a moment and subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a rating or a review or a comment, man. Your word of mouth really is the lifeblood of this podcast. So take a moment, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a rating or leave us a comment. And always remember, if you're wanting to be a guest on the podcast or know someone who is, shoot us an email at unscriptedpodcast1 at gmail.com. All right, so we're back here with my good buddy, Imua Garza. And one of the things I love about Imua, not too many people know, but he's a hilarious guy. He loves to tell jokes all the time. So Imua, do you have one for us right now? What's the joke you got? Sure, I'll tell you a joke. So this guy has just had his baby and he's looking at his baby in the nursery and then another dad comes and congratulates him, says, oh man, what a day, huh? 
It's like, I just had my daughter yesterday. And uh, hey, maybe they'll marry each other one day. And the dad looks at him and says, sure. Like my son's going to marry someone twice his age. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. These, these things, if you hang out with him more enough, these things just come out <laughs> on the top of his head. But, but um, Imu, I want to talk to you a little bit about what you do currently today um, in relation to music is more on the production end. You started your label, Zayo Music, it's mm-hmm. called, after your son. Yes. Um, and now you have a bunch of local up-and-coming artists under you, uh, under your label. And these guys are talented people who are, who are now getting nominated for awards locally. They're doing a lot of things. So tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, it's just been... A labor of love. No, labor of love is when you don't get paid, right? <laughs> it's been a love of mine to um, to have friends, and a lot of my friends are musicians, yeah. and just to see them thrive and to have their music, because people in Hawaii are talented, and not a lot of people outside of Hawaii know that. They probably just think that we're in a grass shack, yeah, strumming yeah. ukulele, yeah. you know, while peeling pineapples, yeah. but... But there's so there's so many like untapped musicians here as well, and singers and songwriters, and so I feel like I'm placed here on this island to help bring that out to the world. Yeah. And um, a lot of friends, I've, I actually started the label because projects that maybe couldn't um, afford or mm. projects that I wanted to do on my own. For example, our Mooster project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to pay myself to do a project, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, but I want to have, I want to find us an avenue that I, I can have to, uh, first of all, make music and then have something like an umbrella under there where mm-hmm. I could help release it. So a lot of our family projects, I did it. I'm yeah. working on a, um, a lot of projects, about 20 projects right now, but some of them are under the label. Some of them are not under the label. Yeah. And most of the family projects I'm, I'm putting under the label, like my cousin and my sister and our, our own stuff that we're working on. Yeah. And just just having that uh, as a label helps me to like organize what's what kind of music can come out of somebody. So if they have 30 songs or if they have two songs or if they need help with this and that, then I can help bring together what's in their head. Mm. And so for me to have, when someone comes into the studio, they're like, I have a song, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> then yeah. that's kind of that's where I would come in and say, all right, well, let's, let's do this. Mm. I want to know exactly what, what you envision and then it be even more. Mm. So just working with the artists and working with songwriters and working with singers to make sure that they get the best possible like performance and that their heart comes through that yeah and uh it's been a lot of fun just to create some something from nothing sometimes yeah. it's just from scratch and just like any artist would just have a blank sheet of paper and like all right let's go put and, together a masterpiece mm-hmm. at the end yeah that's amazing man and actually this year i gotta congratulate you because you won um a nahoku hanohano award right for sound engineer was that what it was it was a engineer yeah contemporary engineer of the year that's awesome that's a huge honor isn't it it is yes yes yeah and so so, some of your um friends and you know they record under your label um have won as well who who are some of those people that this year they were also awarded or honored yeah this year i was working with um kimie and so she had I worked on most of her albums, yeah. and uh, this past one she won Song of the Year, mm-hmm. uh, Bamboo, and Female Vocalist of the Year, 
I also worked with um, a bunch of the Kauaian artists, Chad, Brada Chad, forgot his last name, <laughs> but yeah. he went single of the year. Yeah. Um, and that was with a whole bunch of other bands, uh-huh. and they, they wrote a song about the Hokulea. Wow. And that got a lot of traction around of course, the world. Of because right now, yeah, mm-hmm. with the tour they did. And um, yeah, just constantly working on music. I've Awards and things, they're just, to me, I feel like they're just a pat on the back to say, just keep doing what, you, what you're doing. Mm-hmm because um, I've been engineering for the past 20 years yeah. almost yeah. and so this is the first time that I've gotten a, an award yeah. for, for that but I was never you know all 20 years before this I never said man I wish I get that yeah. award <laughs> <laughs> like it happened and so I'm just uh, I'm just grateful to be a part of a community in um, Hawaii especially because we're so musical when you go to Ohio or, or another state when you go to their hotels and things, you don't have a lot of musicians playing. There's yeah. not a lot of like local entertainment um, that I that I'm aware of. I feel like when people come to Hawaii, almost every hotel Everywhere. is packed with musicians, yeah. and they're not like flown up somewhere. They're like home homegrown, okay. and yeah. so um, the music community is growing and is also is also changing drastically too. Mm. From when I first started, it was Tower Records. Yeah, yeah, and so right. we would release these little <laughs> things called cds yeah. <laughs> compact discs and uh we would have to pay like you know a lot of money to get yeah. advertisement and to just have your name in the light board or a poster up sure in a cd shop uh-huh. and that's but i feel like that was really like if you're a fan of somebody if i discovered an artist it was so grassroots because there wasn't any facebook or instagram yeah. not like today. spotify like if you if you were a fan of an artist, you were a true fan of an yeah. artist because you knew where they played. Uh-huh. You would show them to your friends. Have you heard of this guy? Oh, check him out. Here's his CDs, and yeah. you're kind of there was some kind of pride. We were like, yes, I discovered I this artist. Yeah. I'm the one who brought him to Hawaii. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> but now it's just it's it's uh, harder to get that same kind of passion because you can easily just hear a song on Spotify and then just swipe to the next tune. When before I would be at the listening stations and just listen to the whole CD yeah. and say, "This is an artist. This yeah, is yeah, somebody yeah. that I can get inspired by and learn from." And so it's 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 more easier nowadays to discover, which is good too. Yeah, it's easier to get discovered, but it's just a different market. Mm-hmm. So from CDs and uh, discovering. So when I think about when I'm making music today and producing music, it's like how does it? How do I reach the masses, not the people who buy CDs anymore? Mm-hmm. So you have to change your scope and the way that um, the approach to yeah yeah just be geared to the times while clinging to the rocks and still making good music yeah. um, and not just so you can get an award or not just so it's Follows gonna be or, yeah. yeah 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 man and you know what's funny is that you talk about Tower Records now your studio is actually where our studio is in Tower is. Records yeah. yes <laughs> I think it's in the Christian section that's so funny man but um. You know, on this podcast, uh, our goal is to encourage and empower people to share their stories with others. And so I want to ask you, is, is there a specific story or a story you could share with us about your time in music or even maybe producing or whatever it might be, a story that you could share that might encourage other people, maybe about how you came about music? Is there a story you can tell us? Yeah. You know what? To encourage um, those who are in music. Yeah. I've always compared my my tracks that I would produce to other 
other songs out there mm. master tracks things that are already completed yeah and i was so far from like I, I always would get discouraged in a way to be encouraged that i could do it yeah, yeah later yeah. on in life but i just didn't have the knowledge i didn't know what compression was yeah. eq <laughs> yeah. uh, preamp any of that multi-band compression none of that and so i had to learn along the way but i didn't go to college yeah so I think my encouragement when when I was um, fifth grade, I knew what I was what I would be doing for the rest of my life, and I'm doing that. Yeah. Since I was fifth grade, so I had it on my my head, and I even asked my parents. It says, "Do I need to go to college for this?" <laughs> and they said, um, "Well, would that help you get to where you're where you're at now?" I was like, "Maybe," but I feel like having more of the experience mm. of it would be better for me. Yeah. And so I, I would just do that. So I would fly to the mainland and I would, um, when we were mixing a lot of the OP picker projects, yeah. I would be with this guy, Frank Rosado, and I would just be a fly on the wall wow. and watch him work. Yeah. Wow, how does he get so fast? This is how you get that song. So each time you would, you would work at it, I would bring a notepad and take notes and that was my like college. That's how I learned. Mm. And now, I, I think if you just have that never stop learning mentality, yeah, I subscribe to this website online. It's kind of like a college. Sure. So I never physically went to college. I know that people go to college and then they change their degree. Yeah, and it's yeah, just, yeah. But if you know what you want already from the get-go, just like take those steps to make sure that it happens. And so when I was nine years old, I took all those steps and I'm walking in, in to my passion and here you are and I'm, I'm loving every second of it and for me I get to also meet a lot of musicians that I that I know and then that I don't know but then I get to build a relationship with them and play music and it's something different when you can sing with someone and yeah. um, serve them as well because mm. you are not trying to overpower what they're singing if you're singing harmonies or I'm not trying to overplay if I'm playing guitar on yeah. a track I'm just trying to support what the artist is doing, make them sound better. Make them sound better. Yeah. And so um, in that you get to, for me, there is a friend, uh, his name's Cole, Cole Amona, yeah. and, and he's a good friend. So uh, he started coming and he was playing in a band called Kolohe Kai, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I was part of their records. And um, I went on tour with them to New Zealand and Australia and a lot of other uh, fun spots. But I ended up building a relationship with him and just started inviting him to hey come to come to church too yeah. so uh, this is what i do I, I do music here but i also do music at my church and uh -huh. i'd love for you to come and just hang out and so awesome. um so he he showed up one weekend and i was surprised he says oh hey Cole, how are you <laughs> and uh he just kept coming and, and experiencing jesus yeah and so for me um having music and meeting people and Right now, he's he's writing songs and he does a lot of uh, piano composing and yeah. like meditation, yeah, like me music, yeah, yeah, just music underneath. Whether you're you're praying or studying or like, it's really just music for the soul. And yeah. so I, I'm really happy to see what he's doing nowadays and and using what he has to um, encourage others and yeah. and help equip others as well. So that's awesome, man. Thanks for that encouragement. Just to, to get what's necessary once you know what you want to do just keep plugging away and sometimes it's college and sometimes it's not yeah. but as long as you're passionate just keep following that and studying on mm -hmm. your own as well and learning 
through experience, kind of like what you did, yeah? Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, again, his name is Imua Garza. The album is called Mooster. It's self-titled, right? Mooster, yeah. You can find it on iTunes. And um, Imua, why don't we close with this? Can you tell us some of where you guys are playing at if we want to come check you guys out? Yeah. Well, I figure if you just follow me ah. on Instagram. Yeah. I post pretty much wherever wherever I'll be. Yeah. Uh, Instagram and Facebook. So, uh, Instagram is just at Imua Garza, I-M-U-A. G-A-R-Z-A and then Facebook is Imua Garza yeah. um, but you can find all details at imuagarza.com oh, I have a website yeah, yeah, yeah. and so um, there's links to Spotify and I have um, hundreds of songs that I've produced and my uh, my accounts are on there as well I don't really use Twitter too much but pretty much Instagram and Facebook you should you should tell your jokes <laughs> yeah <laughs> but man I want to thank you Imua for joining us today thank man. you super humble guy awesome musician awesome producer Imua Garza. Hey guys, Chad here. I want to thank you again for listening to this episode of the Unscripted Podcast. I truly hope you were encouraged and also empowered to share your story with other people. And as always, feel free to email us your feedback at unscriptedpodcast1 at gmail.com. We want to thank you for listening. Hit the subscribe button if this has encouraged you at all. Join us next week again and have the best day ever.